Keep Nintendo weird, everybody. It's me, Seth, from All in a Nintendo Podcast, and I am super excited to be here today. You'll have to pardon my excitable yet disheveled appearance right now because I, I literally just got home from a day at work at the day job, and immediately after getting off work, I went to my local GameStop and picked up uh, today's new releases, which is really exciting because we got... Uh, glare. We got... Neo The World Ends With You and The Great Ace Attorney Chronicles. So uh, I wanted to show you guys that because those are both weird Nintendo games. And I am very excited to uh, to finally have both of these. I mean, I never thought we were going to get a sequel to The World Ends With You, which is awesome. And like I played the demo for this new one and it was excellent. And I'm, I'm just really excited to finally have my hands on it. And then for those who listen to All In, you'll know that I recently got into the Ace Attorney series just earlier this year with my wife. So for this localization of the two great Ace Attorney games to finally make their way to the States is super exciting. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm thrilled to finally have both of these games. Can't wait to play them. I don't know when I'll have the time. I uh, There's so much going on right now, you guys. It's it's an intense, intense year of video games, and it's only getting crazier. Like, we have, in addition to all of the indie games that seem to constantly be coming out that have my interest, we've got, you know, I, I've already talked about it ad nauseum, I feel like, on this show in these little intro pre-rolls, but, like, we've got, you know, No More Heroes 3 comes out next month that I'm obviously interested in. WarioWare, Mario Party, Metroid Dread, like all this stuff. Advance Wars comes out in December. And that's just on Switch. Like, I'm going to be playing Psychonauts 2 soon. Ugh. Not enough hours in the day, folks. But anyway, let me stop rambling a little bit and let's talk about today's episode of Keep Nintendo Weird because we have got a good one for you today, folks. We are talking about Elite Beat Agents a game from the uh, DS era of Nintendo that I have a huge fondness for. And when I say we, I'm referring to myself and my good friend Tim from the Nintendo Dads podcast. And I, I cannot say enough good things about not only just Tim, but the Nintendo Dads in general. Um, I have such an endless amount of adoration and respect for those guys. Like an OG Nintendo podcast for sure. And I, I, I've said it to Tim a bunch of times. I've said it to, to Marty and, and those guys. And I, I say it again in this episode. You'll hear me say it in a few more minutes. But I, I can't. I really can't say it enough. The Nintendo Dads is the reason I make Nintendo content. Like, they were the catalyst. Um, I, I really do owe them a lot. Because when quarantine started last year, I had been doing podcasts for the better half of a... Really, for like eight years... Um, I had been making podcasts and kind of just laboring in obscurity and really having a lot of fun making them, but I never felt like I was talking to anybody. You know what I mean? Like I, until now, I've never felt a sense of community and the Nintendo community really gave me that. And the Nintendo dads podcast was what encouraged me to join this community and to kind of make my voice heard in this community and, and become a part of this conversation with all these amazing people. I have made so many amazing friends in this little Nintendo podcasting world. And it's just been such a joy. And Tim in particular gave us the time of day at all. end when we were like nobody, it was very early on in our run. 
And I reached out to him because, again, Nintendo Dads were such a big influence on why Eric and I started All In in general. And uh, he was super nice and was totally... Like, we talked for, like... (laughs) Poor Tim. I think the first time he was on the show, like, the topic that we had him on, the discussion for, ended up being, like, an hour and a half. And then we talked to him for, like, another hour and a half after, like... Poor Tim, we took up his like entire night, um, but no, I we we loved him. We've had him on all in like twice now. We will for sure have him on again. So it was only a matter of time before he popped up on Keep Nintendo Weird, and uh, I was just super delighted that he chose Elite Beat Agents. I love that game so much. It's a great conversation, um, and yeah, just again, so much love and respect to to the Nintendo dads and and everything that um, that the decision to join this world based on my love for their show and my love for Nintendo uh, has given me. It, it was a really great decision. And they are they are responsible for, you know, they, they were the catalyst. They are to blame for everything that I make here on the internet. So um, still waiting on my invite, by the way. I'm waiting on my Nintendo dad's invite. I, I'm not, I have not guessed it on their show yet. Tim, come on, grease those wheels for me, buddy. I, I, I got to appear on the Nintendo dad's. But uh, joking aside, guys, uh, let's roll out the red carpet. Let's get the conversation going. Let's talk Elite Beat Agents. Let's talk with Tim. And let's keep Nintendo weird. Right. Tim, how are you doing, man? I'm doing great. How about yourself, Seth? Doing great, man. So happy to be uh, hanging out with you tonight. Always a pleasure to hang out with my buddy Tim from the Nintendo Dads, of course. For those that don't know. For for the heathens that don't know about the Nintendo Dads, Tim, who are are not yet in the (laughs) loop, go ahead and set the stage for us. Let's talk about you a little bit. Tell folks about the Nintendo Dads. Okay, well, the Nintendo dads are basically that. We're a bunch of dads who are into Nintendo. We grew up on Nintendo, and we want to share the, the, the greatness of Nintendo with our kids, uh, how much fun we had it with it when we were kids growing up, and how, much we, and how much fun it is still today as a family to play a lot of Nintendo games together as a family yeah. and share it with other dads. So it's just a community of dads together, and even... People who aren't even dads, but they they might be uncles or even aunts. Yeah, uh, <laughs> you know, and aunts and uh, you know, they don't even have to be dads, you know, or they could be, you know, a, a dad capacity in any form. You know, you you got kids that look up to you, or you're just a Nintendo fan and you just list like listening to the Nintendo dads. Totally, you know, any of those things. It just happens to be that we're dads who love Nintendo stuff and we want to share it with with our kids and then we thought it would be a great idea to share it with all the other dads and their kids. <laughs> yes. Yes. Great. I mean, it's one, of, I mean, it's, it's one of the great Nintendo podcasts. Like it really is. And, and it's, I've told you this before and I've told Marty and stuff this before, but like that, that show is what inspired me to become a Nintendo content creator. I'd been doing podcasts for a long time, but then like quarantine started and I started to, want to consume a lot of Nintendo content and I stumbled upon you guys. And I mean, that was it for me. Like I just became such a big <laughs> fan of you and, um, and it really kind of inspired me to be like, I've been doing the podcasting thing. 
I need to do a Nintendo podcast. And that's how like Eric and I had wanted to work together for a long time. So you guys are totally responsible for any of the mess that I make on the internet. It's your fault. So oh, come on, come on. We we actually look up to you for how well you guys uh, put together your show and everything, and how great you guys sound. I mean, you guys Thanks, sound man. just like so professional. It's <laughs> like total opposite of us. So <laughs> I appreciate that. That means a lot coming from you. Um, we we have nothing but love and respect for the Nintendo dads. I did not, by the way, make the mistake I made when I had Dan on last time. I am wearing my Nintendo dad shirt. So, oh got, yeah, <laughs> nice. I, I had uh, Dan on, and I forgot to wear my Retro Logic shirt, so I did not make the same mistake twice. Um, so <laughs> that's yeah. very nice, awesome. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, no. Dude, I we'll... I don't have an all in shirt, but I have a Transformers one, a there Unicron one, if that means anything. You know, there you go. Hey. We'll take it. We'll take it. We need to make all in merch. That's something. Uh, you know, that's that's a whole other conversation though. But uh, no, it's 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 always awesome hanging out with you guys, and uh, and we love you guys and everything you do. You guys will of course. Find links to everything Nintendo Dads in the episode description where you can uh, follow Tim and his show. But, uh, man, I- I'm really excited to have you on tonight because, first of all, I- we've had you on All In multiple times. And it was really it was awesome of you because you gave us the time of day, with, like, really early on in our run. And uh, so that was, that was really cool, and, and we always appreciated that. But, like, getting to know you has been awesome and getting to hang out with you guys and, and, and consider you as peers – and when I reached out to you, I knew that I wanted to have you on Keep Nintendo Weird. And I was like, what, you know, what weird Nintendo games? I'm sure there's a ton of weird Nintendo games that Tim is into. And and when I reached out to you, I was delighted when you hit me back with Elite Beat Agents. Yes. Uh, man, what a, what a great <laughs> game on the DS. And I was just, it was like I squealed with joy when you told me you were an Elite Beat Agents fan. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I was surprised I was an Elite Beat Agents fan when that came out too. I'll tell you that, but yeah, that was you know when you talked about doing the show and stuff like that. That was one of the ones that came to mind. I I think there was a couple other ones we kind of threw around, but yeah. Elite Beat Agents definitely up there um, with that weirdness that Nintendo will come out with every once in a while, right? So yes. definitely excited to talk about it. Yes. Well, set the stage for us, man. How did you kind of, we'll, we'll talk about the game itself, but on a personal level, how, how did you kind of come into contact with Elite Beat Agents? Sure. Yeah. It's uh, For me, it's when I game, I always, I love gaming when it's something different, when mm-hmm. it's not just your same, samey thing, you know? Yes. So when there's something different going on, um, I want to try it and especially if it has to do with accessories or something like that too. Yeah. You know? if, if it has, if it's got an accessory involved with it or the device itself is an accessory, I want to try it um, as long as I can afford it, you know, because <laughs> there's some crazy things that have come up too that I couldn't oh, yeah. get, but <laughs> Big time. Um, <laughs> uh, in fact, Jesse brought up one time, the guitar heroes for the DS. I don't know if you remember that one. Right. They had the peripheral that like, went into the GBA slot. Plugged in. Exactly. Yeah. I had to have that because of that, that particular uh, peripheral. <laughs> yeah, like, and I had a, I had a blast with that game. And he said it was t- horrible and his hand hurt after a while. I liked it. Yeah, I liked Didn't it come with a little uh, guitar pick that you it could did. use? It did, yes. I, I remember that. It had a yeah. pick. It had the, the, you know, the thing that you plugged in there. It was I loved it. It was great. But anyways, speaking of rhythm games, this Elite Beat Agents thing, of course, um, and the whole 
weirdness of Nintendo, the DS to me was weird. It yes. was different. It was something that Nintendo was going out and saying, hey, this is we're going to go beyond the GBA and do a two-screen device that not only has two screens, but has a touchscreen on the bottom. Mm-hmm. And that, to me, was like, okay, what are they going to do with that? This is awesome. And my oldest, she got the DS Fat first. I didn't get the DS uh, at all. Right. I got the uh, Game Boy Advance, and I was happy with my Game Boy Advance SP. You know, I was I was fine with that. Great so system. and had blast with those games. Yeah. And uh, uh, but then I saw just some of the games that Nintendo was coming out with, and some of the third parties that were coming out with games, and they were different. They had some unique mechanics because of the stylus. And so I decided, especially when the DS Lite came out, the redesign, I decided, okay, I'm going to get me one of those. In fact, the whole family got in on it. So we all got one. And, you know, we just had a blast with it. And then actually the whole family got Elite Beat Agents. We all had our own copy. So, and and I'm sure we'll talk about this later, but um, uh, I won't get into it now. But being that with the whole family was into it, I did discover there was multiplayer. And we'll yes. Talk about that, I'm sure soon. Yes. But I bought it for me because I don't usually get into rhythm games because they frustrate the heck out of me. Because <laughs> I, fair. I love music. I feel like I can get. In fact, I was in in a band when I was younger. You know, school band. Right. Playing. You know, like the saxophone and clarinet and those things. So I could keep a beat. I felt. <laughs> so. Um, but usually, usually I didn't get into the rhythm games, but the rhythm games that I think that we were more familiar with was, you know, Dance Dance Revolution, sure. you know, the Dance Pad, and all that kind of stuff until we had Guitar Hero type of thing. Then we had those, but I was okay at that. And it's probably hand-eye coordination, so. <laughs> yep, yep. But Elite Beat Agents was all stylus, and that's what drew me to that game. And I wanted, okay, I figured, you know, I'm going to give that a try, and it's just about, you know, tapping the screen or sliding that circle across, you know, a crescent moon and mm-hmm. or wherever it was going to take you. And you had to go with the time and all that kind of stuff. And it was just, it was just so different that I had a blast. Plus it had songs that I was familiar with, which also was a plus for me. Um, Cause I, because I knew the songs, most of the songs I could get into it and just kind of like, you know, and sometimes it probably got into it too much and got right. out of rhythm, but uh that's the reason why I got into Elite Beat Agents and and probably why we all did in my the three of us at the time. Yeah. Uh, because I think it was before my daughter arrived, my middle daughter, middle child arrived, definitely before my youngest. So, but that's again, that's the reason why I wanted it. It was different. It was it was using a stylus. Uh so it was just the timing of, you know, me using that stylus and not multiple fingers. Yeah. <laughs> or anything yeah. like that. So that's why. Totally. Yeah, it's it's an interesting game. Like the the setup of Elite Beat Agents is really interesting for a rhythm game because yeah, it is all done with a series of taps and slides and spins. And um that that's pretty unique. It doesn't require as much coordination, but it does, I think, more so than a lot of other rhythm games. And I kind of realized this upon replaying it recently in preparation for this episode. The The timing that is required is a little more intense, I feel like, than other rhythm games. Like, you can get through, you know, fairly easily. But if you want to get, like, high scores, that timing's got to be precise, man, with those yes. taps. Like yes. it, it can get pretty intense. And you mentioned the the music. This game's got a bunch of like actual licensed 
like American right. music tracks, which is crazy. Um, and it's just, yes. yeah, it's, it's a weird like anomaly, man. I could see how I could see the approach to it because to, to get into the history, I guess a little bit of elite beat agents. Um, it, it's, it first started off as a series. I'm not even going to try to pronounce it cause I'll butcher <laughs> it, but, um, right. it's, it's the Owen Don series, uh, Japanese series of rhythm games, uh, yes. that if you guys have seen anything about elite beat agents, the gameplay is identical. It's another rhythm game series, but it's based upon Oendon cheer squads, which is a Japanese kind of custom similar to like cheerleaders here in America, but Oendon are, are more, um, I don't know. It's, it's, it's such a wholesome like concept. Like it's right. about happiness and like cheering you on and getting you through hardships. I love that. Like it was amazing. Concept. Yeah. When I learned about that, that was cool. Yeah. And, um, and so the, the guy behind is uh Keiichi Yano and I didn't even realize this because I was familiar with Guitaru Man, and I had no idea it was the same guy. No clue. Okay. Yeah. Like, makes sense. I mean, you could see that connective tissue, but I had no right. clue. It was the uh, it was the car, uh, Guitaru Man guy, and um, so he makes this series. And what they began to realize is is that Oenton was getting imported in the states quite right. a bit. And it's like, okay, how do we appeal to this new market that has an interest in these rhythm games? And Elite Beat Agents is the result of that. It's the sort of Americanized version of the Oendon concept. And um, right. so unique. And, and such an interesting way like to, to arrive at Elite Beat Agents here in the States. I, uh, yeah, yeah, I thought I, that was pretty cool. Fascinating. Fascinating. And so, I mean, roughly the setup for Leap Beat Agents is you are like a squad of these FBI-looking secret agent guys, like government-sanctioned, apparently, secret agent guys that answer the call of people who need help around the world. And yes, it's like this cheerful, wholesome thing where like you, it's people, it's not like, you know, until much later in the game, it's not like world ending, like problem solving. You're solving personal problems. Like this guy wants to do really well on his movie shoot. This guy, you know, this lady wants to ask her boyfriend out to like go steady with her and stuff like that. But yes. um, it's all about cheering him on and getting him through the problem. I love it. <laughs> yes. And it all adds up to the final, the final story too. But I, did, I, I shared with you when we were talking about doing this, um, the, what I was going to check out was the, did you know, gaming, did you have right. to catch that yet in, in regards to this? Yes. Yes. That and was I, awesome. I thought that was a great job that they did on that, the history of the game and talking to the developers on it. And that's when I learned more about it too, in regards to how they came up with the going, moving from the Japanese culture version to the Americanized version and using right. men in black as a, a template along with, um, a couple other oh blues brothers yeah so for the music side so i thought yep. that was really cool i was like no wonder i love it i love blues <laughs> brothers <so. laughs> makes perfect sense so it was yes. awesome to see how they came up with the concept of you know americanizing it and making it accessible to us yeah and it's it's crazy because like in spite of that it, it did kind of reach this like niche market and it sold okay but it, it didn't quite latch on the way that I think they were hoping it would. 
I was uh, right. looking at an interview with uh, Reggie, ex-Nintendo of America president, Reggie fils We all know and love Reggie. Uh, and he was talking about how like he wished it had done better so that they could have just went straight into a sequel. Like He wanted to see more Elite Beat agents. And even uh, Yano himself seems like he's really interested in making more, but the, the interest has got to be there. You know, the right. sales have to be there. Um, I think it's going to come down to uh, just the generation of people who played that may not have been my generation. Right. Probably few and far, far between as opposed to those like my, like I said, when I played it, it was with my oldest who was probably, if I remember correctly, she was in her teens. When did this mm-hmm. game come out? This was, was uh, 06, I think. Okay. Yeah. So she would have been 11. Right. So, and now she's in her twenties. So it's going to take kids like that who remember it fondly to say, Hey, I wanted that when it said to be continued at the end of elite beat agents, where is that? I want to continue continued game. <laughs> right. Yes. So I think it's going to take that. And plus then we can build on that, uh, millennial generations, uh, want for that game. Yeah. But I've heard, I mean, I, when I, whenever I, Elite Beat Agents is brought up. I keep hearing good things from most people. Maybe not everybody, but most people have fond memories of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I the the way I came across it, I was working at a GameStop at the time, and this kid who was one of our regulars came in and and he was playing it, and I could tell he was like doing a rhythm game on his DS, and I I heard it was playing a uh, Queen song, and I'm like what like what rhythm game are you playing dude like (laughs) you know that that scott i was born to love you on there you know yes and uh and and that's when he showed me elite beat agents and that's how i discovered it and i picked the game up for myself and and fell head over heels in love and it's got i mean the licensed music in this game is insane like actually insane yeah Uh, there's a lot of in there that i really enjoyed and I was like, yeah, just getting into it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, everything from Queen to Cher to Chicago to Rolling Stones to Jackson 5. I mean, like huge, yes. you know, classic songs. And what I love about it is they they found a way with Elite Beat Agents to like take these songs and make them fit the vibe of the scenario that you're taking part in. Like, yes. I, I don't know how they, cause it doesn't like directly translate a lot of the times, but the vibe of it does like right. that very first uh, song. And I'm not, I don't want to spoil too much, but the very first song that you encounter is walkie talkie man. And it really has no bearing on the, like on the scenario that you're taking part in with this lady who's babysitting with her boyfriend and stuff like that. But somehow right it totally fits the sort of like frenetic nature of what's happening on the screen. <laughs> they just nailed that. I love it. Oh yeah. And one, one of my favorites on there too was, uh, and I just had to look it up to make sure I was right. But, uh, I was a big Napoleon dynamite fan in regards yes. to that movie. Right. Yes. And then when I found out this game had canned heat in it, Mm-hmm. The same song that Napoleon Dynamite danced to. I was like, yes, <laughs> I can't wait to play that level. <laughs> yeah, they they did a they did a great job with that stuff, man. And, and like the 
uh, the way that it's all laid out too, because again, this is a, this is a game where it's, it's a group of like secret government agents cheering on people to help them with their problems. And, uh, it's all done in this kind of like comic booky art style where the cutscenes as they, as they are in the game are played out like they're comic books, literally with panels and everything yes. done, done up very much in like kind of a Japanese anime comic manga sort of vibe. But then you on the bottom screen have got the agents who are like rendered in 3d and they're dancing around and stuff like that. Like, just stylistically, everything about that game works really, really well. And it's kind of amazing that it works as well as it does. <laughs> like, yes, on paper, the it shouldn't work, but it totally does. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to look up what they called it, too, in the in that documentary, because it was a certain style that they right. They yes. called it and I, I can't seem to find it quick enough, but it's I mean, it definitely has that, you know, anime feel to it with the expressions and all that kind of stuff. And and when they brought it to Nintendo, that's what they liked about it in that what we learned in that documentary is what, that was what they really liked that stood out right. like from other things about it. So that, and I enjoyed it, too. It was a good way to, you know, tell the story and um, get you involved in what you were doing. And there's, I mean, like to, to there, the game does ramp up to a kind of like epic conclusion as it were. And the game's got like emotional moments in it, you know, like they, they utilize that really effectively. Um, I was talking to on all end, we interviewed an indie developer uh, named Matthew Toronto and he talked about, he's a musician as well. And he talked about how important it is for music to directly relate to like emotions in video games and this game makes really good effect of that because you've got fun frenetic moments i'm like 90 percent of the game is very comical over the top you know but then you have a couple little stages that'll kind of like tug on your heartstrings a little bit like and, and then like especially when you get to the end you know yeah so I, I thought that was really effective the way they uh, the way they handled that. What would you say if you could pinpoint kind of something about Elite Beat Agents that makes it special to you comparative to other Nintendo properties? I mean, what 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 is special to you about Elite Beat Agents that makes it stand out for you? Oh, that's a great question. Um, so <clears throat> I think it is because of not being familiar with the the Japanese J J uh, Japan yeah. cheerleader thing, the Owen Don mm -hmm. stuff. When I when it came over, I wasn't I didn't know that's where it came from. I wasn't familiar right. with the previous game that everybody was importing or anything like that. I would neither. I, I don't remember how exactly I learned about it. Maybe it was an E three or in the magazine or something. But um, but it was basically I knew I wanted to play it because and then when I did play it, it was very. Like you said, there was some heartfelt moments. There were some cheering moments. There was just all this just gr brightness about it, I guess, if you will, almost sure. care-bearish type thing. Sure, totally. <laughs> you know, it was like, you know, but it was, it was cool because they used the agents and stuff like that to get to, um, to play as. And then later you find out you can play as other characters. But, and, mm -hmm. you know, it's still... Um, just the whole package of it, I think, too. It was like, 
like I said, what drew me in was just whether I don't think it would have been online at the time. Is that? I don't think so. I'm just trying to remember where I, where I learned it from, but I, I'm guessing it was probably a magazine at that time, like an EGM or something like that. Sure. And it was just like the sound of it. And maybe, maybe there was a video I watched or something um, that talked about it. And just, just the way the art style of it, like we talked about the animation, uh, telling the story, getting involved. And then also you had those, those three steps through the song that you had to get through. Right. Uh, you know, that where you, you got the stage one, did you make it stage two and then stage three. And then depending on how well you did was depending on how well the story turns out. So uh, just the just the whole package. I mean, it was like very Nintendo, and I mean that's why Nintendo wanted it. I'm sure is it fit their their mold of games. I wouldn't say mold because obviously Nintendo does weird things. So, right. but it fit it fit that weird thing that Nintendo would do, and that's probably what us as Nintendo fans want more. We want another one. And just while we were looking into doing this this episode, I was just racking my brain like how could they do a sequel could they do one on the switch you know would you turn it sideways just so you could do something <laughs> weird with that or something you know but hey yeah it's uh i know it's probably all over the place but it's just the, like i said probably an easy go way to answer it is yeah it was sure. the whole package so no <laughs> sure everything came together so yeah yeah no but it I totally think, does uh, I guess if I were to pinpoint it, it would be back to what I talked about at the beginning was how you, the mechanics, mm-hmm. you know, using the touchscreen and using the stylus to tap out or slide or circle what you needed to do. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's fairly straightforward, but still requires challenge and precision. Of course you have uh, different levels of difficulty. We're talking about that a little bit before we started recording. It's like, man, this game's a little tougher than I remember. It's going to be a little bit of trouble, uh, you know. But uh, but no, yeah, it's. I think the gameplay is accessible. The the thing that stands out to me about about it the most, and and I think that like something that we could use more of, not even just in Nintendo, just as just as people, is just like the positivity of Elite Beat Agents, like the the kind of like positive vibes, like the the idea of somebody cheering you on, the idea of somebody just being, you know, rooting for you and and being at your back is they don't interfere with the events of what's going on in any meaningful way. Like they're not, you know, swooping in necessarily to save the day or directly impact what's happening. They're just cheering on, you know, the proceedings. They're there to back you up and and you know and with the music and the dance moves and stuff like that. And there's just something wholesome about that. Like the world can just use more of that, <laughs> you know, just those positive vibes. Yes, definitely. Positive, positive elite agents vibes. Uh, I, I'd like you to talk a little bit, Tim, about the, uh, the multiplayer. Cause this is something I've actually never played the multiplayer. I've only ever played single player. So, so educate me a little bit. How, how does the multiplayer work? So that's what I was trying to allude to was that we we had three copies in the house. Right. We never touched the multiplayer. We oh. all played our own single player game. <laughs> and then and that's why I was like when when I was looking back at the game and I was like, oh, you could actually connect these games and do multiplayer when yes. I was doing the research on it. And I was like, I didn't know that. I don't think we ever tried because I do funny. not remember trying multiplayer. <laughs> I just remember each of us doing our own thing, getting through it and just talking about the game, but we never, 
I never tried the multiplayer. Me either. Yeah, I, there's for like, whatever reason. When I read about it, it sounds like there's co-op in it, and I didn't know that. That's crazy. I, I know, I right? I like I want to I want to play that just to like see how it even works. Like how do you even play co-op in the game, you know? I know. <laughs> and now we only have one copy in the house, so I can't do anything uh, about it. Well, what 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 <laughs> and is I don't nice. know if it has download. I don't know if it has download or not. It yeah, that's a good question. I wonder if that functionality is even still available on DI. I mean, I don't know. But um what what's yeah like that that'd be interesting to test out what what is cool about elite beat agents and this is a psa that that i'll say to the audience is that unlike a lot of games that i'll probably end up covering on this show elite beat agents is actually still relatively affordable like yeah it hasn't hit that apex of like game collecting right now is insane as i know you're aware of tim it's nuts yes (laughs) especially with nintendo games um and even especially even especially with ds um you know collecting is insane but elite beat agents i i think they made a lot of copies of that game i don't think it sold a lot of copies but they did make a lot of copies and I remember, like, when I was working at GameStop, you could get that game for, like, five bucks at one point, you know. Um, and even now, you can still get that game for somewhere in the 25-ish dollar range. So Yeah, it looks like it, because I'm looking, I looked up the price charting on it. Right. Uh, and loose, it's 15. Complete, it's 18. And new, it's right. 35. Right. Yep. Like, um, it kind of hovers around, yeah, around that area. So it's still very affordable. Even the Oenton games, which I'm thinking about importing, um, even those are like 30, 35 bucks. So, I mean, you know, there's, there's a, uh, while researching this, like I said, there were some things I've learned because I was trying to figure out. You know, is there a sequel coming and somebody working on it or maybe right. some indie developer would maybe, you know, would be working on something similar. And I found out that the Michael Jackson experience for the DS, not the 3DS, the DS uses the same mechanics really? as Elite Beat Agents. Yes. They're I, all Michael it... Jackson songs and it uses that whole, you know, tap taps, you know, circle it, the same. You look up, look it up, look up a video of Michael Jackson experience. And, and I looked it up because I wanted to see it because I read an article that said Michael Jackson experience uh, for the DS was very similar to Elite Beat Agent. So I went and found a video on YouTube and sure enough, somebody <laughs> was doing the same things. Now, again, don't get the 3DS one because it doesn't look like that's the same experience. But the DS version was the that's same crazy. experience as Elite Beat Agent. So I actually bought a copy of that and waiting for it to come in the mail to try it Dude. Dude, you're going to have to let me know how that is. That's awesome. I I had no idea. The only thing I knew, I, I thought it was like a Connect game only or something like that. Uh, yeah. Weirdly enough, that I a couple of funny little stories I have weirdly related to that game. So when that game came out, again, I was working at GameStop at the time. Michael Jackson, the experience came with like a white studded Michael Jackson glove. And that was or the Wii, right? The Wii yeah, one, right? Yeah. Yeah. And that was that was the most bizarre thing. And we got in a cardboard standee of Michael Jackson for uh to, to like advertise the game. And one of the things we did, we put it in the employee bathroom and we would keep it behind the door so that whenever people would go to use the bathroom, <laughs> they would close the door, and then in the mirror they would just see Michael Jackson suddenly behind them. 
<laughs> you guys are funny. That would have been awesome. <laughs> so we we had fun with that game, but I had no idea that the uh, the DS version was like a leap beat agents. Holy moly! Yeah, you just blew yeah. my mind a little. I'll bit. find out. It was it was pretty cheap to get too. I think it was like nine bucks or something like that. Oh and yeah, brand new. Nine. Wow. <laughs> so. I figured, what the heck? It's Michael Jackson songs. I, you know, I like some Michael Jackson yeah. songs, and and it uses the same mechanics. So I'll give it a try. Let's see what yeah, it's like. Definitely. Maybe not a good story like Elite BD Agents, but <laughs> <laughs> the rhythm action, though, I think will be cool. That's that's really fa- yeah. Definitely, let me know. I I would I would love to play that if it's uh, even half as good as Leapy Agents. L- let me ask you of this, course. Tim. Th- this is something that um and Dan kind of hated me for asking him this, but I'm gonna ask you uh, the same question anyway. Uh, if okay. if if you were like if you were tasked with if you were on the committee for hey we want to make a new Leapy Agents we want to put it on Switch. What are some of the things? How how do you think they would kind of make that work? I mean, you kind of talked about maybe putting it on its side or whatever, but is there anything like that you could think of for the Switch specifically to incorporate for a new game? Yeah, I think definitely on its side would have to be done because yeah. of the just to keep that Elite B agents feel, put it on its side. And you can do the top half of that screen, do what you did on the DS, and the bottom half, you do what you did for the touchscreen on the DS, and you can give a, give everybody a stylus with the game. Yeah. And play that game sideways. And you don't even have to take the Joy-Cons off or anything like that. You just play with the stylus and, and play it on your touchscreen switch. It would be handheld only. But uh, I think that's the weirdness we expect from Nintendo, to do yes. weird things like that. So. Yes. Um, if they, yeah, cause you could still do that with a light too. So you could, yeah. yeah. That, so you just turn it sideways. That, that taps into something that I always wish that Nintendo would be. And I understand, like, I, like I, I, I get the business sense of it, but I always wish that there would be like just some wild hair at Nintendo to throw business sense out the window and do something like, like, wouldn't it be awesome to have an Elite Beat Agents game or, or something like that where, or even like any sort of DS game that utilizes both screens where you could have action going on, kind of like we had, like we saw with Wii U, where you have action going on, you could see the cutscenes on the TV, but then you have the gameplay happening on the Switch itself, on the tablet. I know that there's no like real way to, to pull that off, but like, man, that'd be awesome. Maybe a mode so or something. Like the whole second screen type thing. Yeah. Yeah, I get, I get it. Or make it work with the phone app or something like that. Like that'd be super cool. Like, okay, so I think it's could be possible. I'm just thinking through this because I mean, you know, Nintendo. We all know Nintendo. Nintendo likes to give peripherals to things, especially when they do weird things. I mean, look yeah. at Kid Icarus. We, you right. know, we had right. the stand that came with that game. So, um, and then the cards too. You know, so I mean, they they were doing. They always do peripheral things. If, if they're trying to make an experience, they're going to give you a peripheral with it. So if they do that, maybe it's something that they connect. Um, there's some way to connect your game to the dock wirelessly. Yeah, you know, I mean, like, or like we, we've all got that stupid Nintendo Switch Online app on our phone, you know? Like yeah, we, yeah. And we never use it, you know? So like it'd be super cool <laughs> 
if they baked in, like I could just imagine like having having the phone and having like gameplay happening on the TV. But then to supplement that, I've got the little agents dancing around on my phone. Oh, and yeah, yeah, that makes sense you know, too. You know, and I'm tapping with my finger. I mean, they could just yeah. program that in. I mean, that seems like something that would be easy. And these games apparently are a fairly quick turnaround in terms of development time. Because I was looking at the timeline of this. The first Oendon is 2005. Within a year, they port that in 2006 as a Leapied Agents... And then in 2007, we get the Oendon 2. Right. So that entire like trilogy of games happened on an annual basis. Right. So, I mean, they know how to make them and they know how to pump them out. It seems like. Yeah. Yeah. That would, that's, there's got, there would have to be a way or, or, you know what, if they, maybe there was a way kind of like you can with your switch uh your phone you can stream from your phone to the TV if you're using like right. a, you know Google's thing or whatever maybe if they had an app that allowed you to do that or something who knows but yeah That'd be awesome. I like the sound of that to be able to share you know that way while you're still being able to play on your on your switch or something or like you said on your phone and just have your switch docked yeah, yeah. well yeah look at the uh, look at what they do with the Jackbox games right where yes you've got you know all these people connecting with their phones and playing the same game. How cool would that be, man? If you had, cause it's already got the multiplayer concepts baked in where you've got a leap beat agents running on the TV on the oh, switch. Yeah. And then you and the whole family are sitting there playing leap beat agents with the phone controller. That'd be sick. And you just use your finger. Yeah. You yeah. just use your finger to tap and, you know, move oh. the things. That would be awesome. That, you know, that's a good idea. I like that. I want Sign this to up. happen now, you know. It's... <laughs> I'll take that. <laughs> this is the thing. I want it to happen. Maybe Nintendo, you know, maybe uh, my friend Doug Bowser catches wind of this episode and yeah. uh, makes it happen. Oh, he's not, he's a subscriber, right, on your YouTube yeah. Oh, channel, yeah. right? So, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He go. watches diligently. <laughs> uh, so, anyway. Uh, yeah. Hi, Doug. <laughs> Tim, uh, before we wrap up, was there anything else you wanted to call to mind specifically about Elite Beat Agents? Any final uh, thoughts? I just, I just want a sequel. Me too. I definitely want a sequel. It's I think I know it didn't do well. Um, um, and I have no idea why it didn't do well. I mean, yeah. it got critical acclaim, and everybody I've talked to, like Reggie said in that article, like yeah. everything, everybody he talked to enjoyed it. So same here. Everybody I've talked to, um, I can't think of anybody. Maybe Jesse. I don't know. I have to ask him <laughs> if he ever played it. But yeah. Uh, Come on, Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> but i think everybody who's tried it has loved it and played it you know and enjoyed it so i think uh i think especially considering how popular the switch is i think uh you know they tend to get do crazy things when they their devices are popular and they're trying to do something different and something new right and i think elite beat agents 2 would be an awesome surprise for a lot of the fans who have the switch yeah yeah, it's, it's really cool to be making a show called Keep Nintendo Weird in the era of Nintendo that we're in because, like, we're we're enjoying, like, a really great era for Nintendo in terms of, like, financial success and things like this where you're right. They do, you know, when they're on top, they can kind of get away with experimenting a little bit more. And we're seeing that. We're getting a new WarioWare game this year. You know, yes. we're getting a sequel to The World Ends With You. We're getting Advance Wars, you know? Like, yes. I mean, we're getting Metroid Dread, Tim. 
You know, we're getting Metro Dread. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, like we, we live in a, we, we are feasting as Nintendo fans right now. Yes. And uh, it would be the perfect time. Certainly. I would love to see it. Uh, We, we, you know, we, we've already given you the design documents, Doug, you know, you already know exactly what to do. Just go ahead and do it. (laughs) Well, yes, I agree. Yeah. Yeah, I'd love to see it, man. Well, Tim, uh, tell folks where, kind of point them in your direction, man. How how can they follow you guys with the Nintendo Dads, and uh, where are you guys at online? Sure. Uh, you can find us, if you want to go to the website, you can go to nintendodads.org, and all of our social stuff is linked there. Or just type in Nintendo Dads pretty much anywhere uh, in the social world, and you got it you'll find us. Yeah, yeah it's just like <laughs> Twitch, YouTube, you know, LinkedIn, Facebook, just everywhere. And then for me personally, you can find me most definitely the best place to go for video game talk for me is at NeoPrime33 on Twitter. So that's where you can find me (laughs) and the Nintendo Dads. (laughs) Awesome. Definitely. Thanks for uh, having me on again. Thanks. It was was always, always a pleasure, dude. Always a pleasure to hang out with you talk video games, talk Elite Beat Agents. I mean, how often do you get to talk about Elite Beat Agents? Man? Right? I love it. I love it. Oh, I can't believe I didn't say this, especially looking at your awesome background of Amiibos. They need Elite Beat Agent Amiibos. I yes. want some Elite Beat Agents Amiibo. Yes! Yes! <laughs> that would be awesome. That would be amazing. <laughs> Come on. Make it happen, Doug. Make it happen. That's right. I love it. Well, guys, uh, again, you're going to find links to everything Tim and Nintendo Dads in the episode description. So go support him. Go support the Nintendo Dads. We love you guys and everything you're doing. And, um, yeah, thanks again for joining me, man. And for you guys, if you want to keep up with us and this show, you can follow us here on YouTube. If you're watching the video version, hit that subscribe button. And uh, stay up to date with everything we're doing here in video form. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at All In Podcast. You can follow Keep Nintendo Weird at KW Podcast. You can follow me at Two Dollar Hero. And um, yeah, until next time, guys. Keep on doing doing what you want to do. Create what you want to create. And uh, thank you for helping me keep Nintendo weird. Bye. Later, peeps. <laughs>